Hi, I'm Desper Robinson. You're watching BA3, and this is another episode of Meet the Artists. And today I am here with Jams. How you doing, man? What's going on, bro? Not much, not much. What's going on? Yeah, just here, you know, in the studio, living this uh, TV camera life. Studio and all life. Yes, yeah, stu <laughs> <laughs> studio life. No, How man, are you, bro? Still, I'm good, man. I'm good. Just traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Is you on you on the Kano tour? Yeah, so we're supporting them um, alongside that and Tempo mm. as well, man. So yeah, it's been good. Yeah, it's been good. How's how's that like? How's that going? This is like the Kano tour, made in the manner like big albums just come out. Like, how does it feel to be on that tour? How's, what's the experience been like for you? It feels mad, like no two days have been the same mm. with any show. Like, so we started off with Brighton, which was sick. But then we've done days like in places like Cambridge where the crowd is going mad or something's, something's happened in the day that's just like, there's something different to take from each day. So that's just the kind of part of it. I'm enjoying the most at the moment, just the kind of observing yeah. and just taking it all in. Did you do, did you do the London date as well? Yeah, London was mad. Three thousand people. Three thousand, brother. Like, how? How? Like, have you performed in front of that many people before? Yeah, yeah, I've done. Um, I think I've done like four or five thousand at Outlook before. Oh, okay. So like, yeah, kind of comparable to that. Mm. But yeah, no, it was just a mad feeling to like go to your home city. And my thing is like, London crowds are always a bit stiff up, but like they were quite lively and quite receptive. You get what I mean? Yeah. Did they? Did they like? Did anybody like know the music that you're performing? Was there like people like, yo, that's jams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of people in the front. Like that's what I find the most places. There's always a couple of people in the front that are like the hardcore, mm. like grand fans. That like, they know everything. Yeah. Everything you throw at them, they'll just sing it back to you, which is mad. Yeah, nah, that's good. That's good. That's good. I can imagine like I don't know. I've never done any performances like you know in in that kind of way, but I can imagine like getting that energy like back from a crowd while you're performing and kind of like giving that back to them. It's kind of must mm. be a, a great feeling. It's mad. You feed off each other you feel of each other so sometimes you might end up doing random things you might say something and it can just become a sing-along when you have that rapport with the crowd i think when it comes to that thing that kind of size of performance so to speak like i think if you can go at them within the first few seconds control the stage really well and just make your presence felt then you've got them for the duration you get yeah, what i mean yeah. which is what they like they don't i don't feel like anyone wants to go to a show and no one's not taking control of anything do you know what i mean so. it, yeah the crowd control is a serious thing yeah like it's you a have serious to kind of thing bro them what you want them to do with well, it. Like sometimes it don't always work fam. there's been places stuff's gone wrong bro and you just have to carry on you just yeah. have to firm it do you get know what i mean but sometimes you can win the respect back that way as well so has there, has there been you know, what's one of those experiences for you what, what did you say or do wrong? <sighs> Do you know what? I've been lucky so far. I ain't had any bad, bad ones. But sometimes I might ask, like, oh, what's everyone saying? Like, silence, cool, yeah. like, carry on in it. Like, it didn't happen. Yeah. So, <laughs> <do> you know, <laughs> you got to just firm it, man. You got to firm it. Stiff faces and yeah. just looking at you. Yeah, but it's mad because sometimes you get crowds like that who don't necessarily come to, you know, be in the moment. They might just capture it all on their iPhone and go home and tweet about it and say they was gassed afterwards. Yeah. Do you yeah. get what I mean? So, so you've done Outlook. Yeah. In my brain, somewhere there's a file that says Jams has done New York. Yeah. Like, have you done, done, New, done York New York in as well? So, how did that come about? Where have you been in the world? Like, I want to know. Like, e, do you know my first overseas booking was probably Amsterdam with Logan and Mez. Then after that, I think I done. I've been a couple of places. I've been Ireland. Done Ireland this year. Mm done Portugal with Newham Gens not long after that Amsterdam trip um, Croatia for Outlook been to Berlin with Spyro um, New York I'm trying to think where else I've been like, I might have forgotten some place but that's like the majority yeah. like kind of Europe like obviously apart from New York but yeah. yeah New York was sick New York was sick because it was 
it kind of caught me mad off guard. Like, imagine going from London to America where you expect them to only know the kind of like mainstream kind of grime and I've gone to this place in Brooklyn and I spat a lyric and everyone's going mad. They know the bars, bruv, like, see yeah. what I mean? Like, bruv, that. me and Spyro standing in the rave, right? And this guy comes up to, up to us, he's like, yeah, like I drove down from Miami to see you guys and I was going to drive to DC tomorrow to see you again. And me and him are looking at each other like, what? It's like that. Yeah, bruv, like, they're mad in tune with what's going on, more so than they let an order than it's like we that. know over here. Because, you know what, sometimes you can easily forget, like, I can just go in on yeah, YouTube yeah, or Google yeah. and type this and X, Y, and Z is going to come up, do you get me? So, yeah, no, that was a mad experience. Like, Spyro dropped um, top of top, then you all the bars to that. Mm. Like, all the new gen MCs, like, they know about them. It's mad. That, that's crazy. It's I'm, nuts. I had an experience in, in, in Outlook in, like, 2013 to where it really showed me the kind of scope of where like crime was getting to at the time. Mm. Like people, I'm, just, I'm like, was real low key at the time, but like people were still coming up to me like, oh, oh desperate stay fresh, da 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 da. I was like, whoa, okay. I didn't, you know, people from Canada were coming up to me and shit. I was like, okay, this is, this is interesting. But to hear like you being in Brooklyn and having people drive from Miami to come, to come see mad, that show bro. is. It's mad, it's mad humbling as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you think, right, just travelled all this way just to see us perform for, what, 20 minutes? Yeah. And then that's it. Is that, like, I get, I bet that's completely adjusted your perspective of what's possible yeah. for your career now, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, like, especially in, when you start thinking, like, internationally, like, it's like, cool. Like, I can go to a next country and somebody knows who I am. There's yeah. a connection to be made there. There's a couple, like, avenues to be explored, so to speak. So there's, like, it's definitely, in my eyes, worth looking at things like that. Mm. Like, doubling back to... How long have you been spitting for? Because I'm going to be honest with you, I know very little about you, but in a good way. And this is why it's good to have this interview for me to find out. Like, I want to know, like, how long have you been, how long have you been spitting for? What's your background? Um, I've been writing and spitting since about since 2002, so that's like 14 years now. Mm. But um, I only started to kind of take music seriously like maybe two or three years ago. Like, okay, I dropped yeah. a mixtape in 2010 online, just like on my Facebook and that. What was it for the people that don't know? What was that called? Um, so that was called What's the Latest. So, like, in my college and in, like, the local area, like, that was a big thing kind of thing. But it just didn't kind of, like, travel to anything further than that. And then um, that same year, I dropped my first EP, which is I Am Graham EP. That kind of done stuff online. And then I remember at the time, people was kind of just ever so little, like, it was kind of edging me into that, like, new wave of MCs at the time. And then I kind of fell off, like, I went uni. So that for maybe like three years, I just kind of just didn't do the music. And then it was only like the last two, three years, like I just started going radio. So um, me and my brethren, Raddy, he just used to shout at me random ones. Like, yeah, cool, do you want to go radio this week? But it would only be like, I don't know, once a month kind of thing. Then that turned into a couple of times a month. Yeah. Once a week, once a week, then two times a week. And then like when it was at the peak, I was reaching radio like nearly every day, bro, like doing mad night shifts and yeah. And then it just started to pick up from there, really. Just um, done our first boiler room, done a couple of bits of Spooky, and then we started dropping tunes, and that's when it all started to kind of pick up. It is, is, it, it's interesting, that, 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 that story, because of going from doing it, you know, not really doing it, to yeah. once every now and then, to that, then really starting to put in the work of going to radio nearly every day. Yeah. You know, for like younger MCs coming up, and for people that kind of wonder like, how do I get my break and whatever. It sounds like you put you put the work in, you know, day in day out almost to really get get seen. Do you think people have responded to you in a way because 
they can see that you were hard working and, and kind of really yeah. wanted it. I definitely think they have, but the funny thing was, like, <coughs> more time I was just doing it because I was enjoying it, bruv. I wasn't thinking of it as, all right, cool, I've got to go here to get heard this week. It was just like, oh, cool, there's more sets with more DJs. Cool, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. we can go and do more stuff now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, no, it's been very, like, helpful in that way to just, like, get your name out kind of thing. So it's like, for the, just for the, the love of... of yeah, just it. for the love of spitting, because more time, I'm not going to lie, I didn't even know if no one was listening, bruv. Yeah. You know them ones, so... Yeah. What's any? You say that there's a tune that like kind of you started doing the tunes and started to pop off. Like, what's mm. the song that people would know? Um, Hit and Run. That was yeah. the first like really big thing. That was the first really big thing. I think I made that in. You know, it was mad. I had that half of that tune sitting there for a couple of years. Mm. Yeah, just, I had half of that tune sitting there for a couple of years. That fuggish rugged sample. Like I messed around a bit a couple of years ago. And I remember one day I was watching um one random video of D Double spitting on one tune. I didn't know the tune. I said, no, I need to find this tune. You know, when you do them ones, yeah, yeah. search a name on YouTube, can't find it, can't find it. All right, cool, it's one of them mythical dubs. So I said, cool, I'll just remake it because it was bare simple. Yeah. Then I remade it and I just had the two files open. And then um, obviously that made the tune, but that sample, I think is what kind of made it. And that's why it kind of circulated so much. So it was on like pirate radio for about eight months. And then Spyro got it. And then he was just banging it every week on the show. And then it kind of just became its own thing. Yeah. Kind of thing. So you produce as well? Yeah. So were you always doing that like while you were writing also? Or has that been a new thing? Pretty much for the duration of the time I've been writing, yeah. Yeah. Is that like, do you feel kind of like a bit more free than other people because you can make your own beats? Do you do a lot of that? Do you, do you vocal yeah. a lot of your own tunes? Funnily enough, I don't vocal a lot of my own tunes. I've only probably vocaled about, what, 20. And I've got like hundreds of tunes, but, um. Like, I've always been making beats. I always just, like, make things that I ever like to listen to or I want to hear on radio or I might want to learn how to do something new. So I'll just experiment and then yeah. that's how I'll make a tune. But, yeah. Do you, like, do you produce underneath your own name or have yeah. you got an alias? Because I know there's a few MCs out there that have got no, aliases. No, I haven't done the alias thing yet, but it's, <laughs> it's looking very <laughs> interesting. It's looking yeah. very interesting. But, no, I just produce under my own name. Mm. Yeah. Have you, like, have you had any, like, instrumentals pop off or...? Um, Bruv, keep it simple. That once Mikey busts that tune, yeah. yeah. Bruv, I've seen, I've been on radio, bruv, and this tune's come on, mm. and MCs are fighting for the mic. And you're just there, like. And I'm just there, like, okay, <laughs> like, I didn't, I gave the tune to you by accident, and uh, you've played it, and I've done a mad thing. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? But yeah, no, that instrumental's like popped off that, and another one that Spyro plays called um, The World, mm. which is like a little vocal sample thing I messed around with, but yeah. So which one did you get into first? Was it production? Was it, it was the, the writing. The writing. writing was kind of something I got into at first, and then the production came two years after. So mm. I just got my first like little PC, yeah. like copy of Cubase and Reason. Producing your own beats and kind of writing, you know, writing your own lyrics. Are there any kind of influences for you musically, for like your production style, etc.? Um, production style, production-wise, like a lot of old school R&B, um, a lot of garage, and obviously early grime before it was kind of called grime, that kind of like house garage era. And a little bit of jungle as well, man. Mm. Yeah. Jungle or drum and bass? Jungle. Okay. Jungle. Okay. Yeah. I always have to ask people that question when they say jungle. So I'm like, do you actually really know what jungle is? No, the difference in it. Yeah, some people yeah. don't. It's mad. It's mad. But yeah, jungle, man. Well, how did you get into. I'm not saying I'm just that much older than you, but like, drum and bass has been a thing for ages. Like, mm. you know, the, the drum and bass sound took over from jungle like a long time ago. Mm. How was it that you got into um, jungle? Um, one of my cousins, man, like, he just. He was only two years older than me, but he used to have, used to have bare jungle tapes. So yeah, I used to yeah. listen to it at his house. 
and then roughly around the time I started writing, like I would just used to listen to radio because that was the only thing that I had in my room. And um, yeah, like the station that I used to listen to used to run jungle sets as well alongside the kind of garage and grime. So it's kind of, I'll just listen to the jungle set, mm -hmm. then go into the garage and grime in the evening and whatever. So yeah, that's kind of how I got into it, man. It's like, it's interesting, man, because jungle MCs, you know, Bassman, Trigger, you know, Skidward, mm. and are really the kind of, the foundation of, you know, yeah. what people do with grime now, how things kind of like translate into that, into garage, etc. Have you got like, have you got a favorite, uh, favorite jungle MC? Boy, Trigger. Yeah, Can't even yeah. like Trigger still. <laughs> Trigger's a bad man still. Yeah, he's been like, it's been about 20 years, man, I think. Like, yeah. Trigger's been, might even be longer actually. Like, Trigger's been. Probably, he's been, he's yeah, been around yeah, yeah. for time. A good 20, 25 years, him in, in the basement, just killing raves, like, left, right, and center. But even when they done that little kind of crossover thing into Grandma, I remember, like, Trigger done something on Wiley and Skepta's album, and I was yeah. like, that is cold, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. get me? Like, yeah. I can work in this arena, so. Yeah. Have you uh, have you had a chance to kind of you know meet Trigger or possibly do anything with him in the future? Is um, I've done a tune with him. Like, not we didn't get in the studio together, so we've yeah. done a tune with him. Do you know Coco? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. We've done a tune together, so he got us on the remix. But um, yeah, who knows? Might do some bits. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That'd be interesting to see because that yeah. whole I think that was 2008, 2009 when he started doing them things with uh, Skeppy and Wiley. Yeah, and I was hoping that more would more would more come, would come out of that. it. Yeah. But it, but it didn't, and this is a shame, because he did really well, man. Yeah, no, he, he, the way he kind of just had the pocket on those tunes in particular was just mad. Yeah, yeah. mad. So, like, you know, that's uh, Jungle Influences, etc. Who who would you say your favourite MC, grind-wise, has been uh, from, from back in there? Whenever anyone asks me this question, I can never say, because there's always too many MCs. Like, Wiley during this tunnel vision period, Esco, because he was just like complete crud, but like the way he delivered it was mad. Um, D double, but obviously he's gonna come up in every MC's yeah, favorite yeah, yeah, list. Yeah, you get yeah, me? Yeah, like yeah, that standard. Yeah. He's the given. Um, who else? Obviously Kane. Like Kane was one of the first guys to start who actually made songs. You get what I mean? Mm. Um, back in them days, I think that was really it. And like. Maybe Crazy T as well, like for the energy, do you know what I mean? And yeah. If you're coming forward some generations, like Dot Rotten, he was always cold. Um, Griminal, like he was hard as well. Yeah, I hate when, like, where's, 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 where is Grim? Like, I don't know. He's bro. one of them MCs that kind of. I don't know, bro. I was watching, like, F Radio last night as well. It was mad, like, it's like, bro, that's kind of been missing. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of been missing, but then. Even MCs like P Money, bruv. Do you know what I mean? Like P Money's definitely one of my favourites, fam, yeah. because the way he's just kind of not only for his lyrical ability, but the way he's just kind of like stayed relevant for so many years in terms of like through the whole dubstep era as well. Yeah, and he, back he, to Grimes. he did so he, he well. He was weaving kind of, in and yeah. out, bruv. He did it sick. So mm. yeah. Like how do you you mentioned, you know, Kane and you mentioned that he made songs from mm. early. Um and even even down to kind of, I think you mentioned you actually said like songwriting earlier. You didn't mm. just say writing bars or writing lyrics. Yeah. Whatever, you know, did songwriting first. How do you approach like crafting your music? Is it really with that kind of I want to make a song? Yeah, uh, it depends. It? it depends on how I formulate the idea. So it might sometimes it can just be a hook that comes to me or a line, and I can just kind of start building bits around that. But a lot of the time, like, I start with the actual instrumental, so I build the instrumental first, mm. and then I'll structure it around the song that I write afterwards. So, like, 
if I get a feeling from a tuner, I'll be like, cool, this is a subject. Start writing down ideas. But then the kind of the content of the song will inform the structure, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Do you have like essentially because you're your own producer and kind mm. of sometimes the producer would be maybe the person that said, Yo, I've got this idea for this beat, you know, try and do that. Do you have anybody that kind of like critiques you when you make your songs to say, Yo, fam, that's kind of a bit yeah, um, my brethren, Shemzy, man, like, he engineers for me, but he's also an artist as well. So, like, he's he's sick at songwriting. He's very sick at songwriting. So, like, when I go to the studio, sometimes I could just be playing something. He's like, you know what, you should try, like, moving this here and maybe trying to do something here. And, like, majority of the time when he says it, it works, you get what yeah, I mean? So, yeah, like, I just yeah. trust his judgment naturally. But we've been working together for about, boy, nearly 10 years now, so... Mm. Yeah, like it's just a natural chemistry kind of thing. I think, yeah, I think it'd be easy to kind of just be working on your own and kind of not get that, that mm. feedback, that external feedback from people because you can make the... the I think you need that though. Sometimes you get you stay in the studio for so long that you just get trapped in your own perspective. Do you get what I mean? So you kind of need that outside influence to kind of just say, well, this is how it might sound because you just need to hear something different sometimes. Do you get yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Do you prefer sets or do you prefer like making the music? Mm, I prefer sets. Yeah. I can't lie, I prefer sets. Because <laughs> like, you mentioned F Radio and I was like, I'm like, just watching, mm. going back and watching like, I grew F-radio. up on radio, innit? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what is it about, you know, the set that you that you prefer? It's the energy, man. Like, for me, doing a set is like going gym, bruv. Mm. Going gym, just like, work out, innit? Yeah. Like, but even, like, especially live sets, live sets are the best because then you have the added energy from the crowd. Do you get what I mean? So mm. that's on another level. But, like, sets, man, like, for me, like late shift, give me like a one, two, three, like on a Thursday evening or something, like that's me. Yeah, that, that's where you feel like yeah. comfortable. Yeah, that's where I feel most at home, bro. Yeah, it's, that, it's good because I feel there's, um, not that the set ever left grime, but I think there was a period of time to where it wasn't the most important thing. Like, yeah. You know, the whole YouTube thing came in, and people could just get straight to make a tune, go through the make a tune, go straight to, to YouTube. You got 100,000 views. Yeah, and kind yeah, of like easy. skip the kind of, it's like, you know, like you say, going gyms, like doing legs. Mm. <laughs> but do you know what I find yeah. like the YouTube stuff is cool yeah. but like the radio is the gym for doing other stuff do you know what I mean the radio is the gym for doing shows and performances and then things yeah. because that teaches you how to control your breathing and how to control a set and how to know like when to let a tune breathe rather than just to go in all the time do you know what I mean interesting I feel and I, I feel like MCs that didn't or haven't done radio haven't done sets there's a certain edge that they don't have. You know that you mm. mentioned like fighting for the mic and kind of mm. being hungry and wanting it. It's, it's, you can kind of see in some people they just don't have. Yeah, they just don't have it. That experience of going in and like you know having to like yo I'm gonna get heard and, and fighting for the reload and mm. having bars that again the reload fighting for the reload and radio that's gonna translate into the into the live audience and that's gonna be the bar that's gonna you know get you wheel up and get the hype and the gas. So mm. uh, it's it's interesting to say that you have got that that perspective there. How do you feel about where Grime is right now? We had like a massive year last year. Um, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm looking at everything that's happening. Now. I'm thinking, bro, if this is this year. Yeah. Next year is gonna be mad, bro. Yeah. Like, man, are doing shows in America, bro. Like, new gen MCs are doing shows in America and getting a mad reaction. Like, Ghostly just went out there the other week. Oh, I swear. He, yeah, he just come back from there. Like, Grime is essentially international, bro. Like, I've yeah. been, fam. I went to Outlook here. Yeah? Some random guy from Australia approached me and started spraying one of my brethren's bars. I was like, how do you know about that? Do you get what I mean? It's mad. So, like, I feel like there's a load of places that haven't been explored as far as, say, like, England yeah. or Europe, like, places like Japan. 
America, um, like Southern America, like, do you get what I mean? So, yeah, it's looking promising, bro. Do you think you're going to get to the point where, like, that experience of somebody coming from Australia and coming up to you, like, speaking, do you feel like you're going to ever, ever lose the shock of that happening or the kind of, like, nah. oh, like my man knows my bar from over there or whatever? Nah. I'm not going to lie, I'm a super normal guy, bro, but I'm very reserved. Like, I, sometimes I don't like people, not in an antisocial way, but I just yeah. like to keep myself to myself. So yeah, when I yeah. go out, and people say these things to me, it's like, raw, like, I'm just me, do you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I don't think I'll ever lose the, the shock. Mm. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. Mm. Like, and just looking at where we are in, like, 15 and 16 and looking forward, you've got Storms, you just... Um, you just a, done a, a show a, in New York, innit? US tour. I think I just saw a photo of him and Nas in, in LA. Yeah, Nas came to his show, bruv. He came to his show? Fam, Nas went to the show. How mad is that? Okay, I didn't know that. I did, I was, I'm I sure that's what I saw on Twitter, because I saw they had the photos, like, yeah, Nas was at my show. That's crazy. That's mad. That is, that's, that, that, that's, 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 that's... Like, you need to take yeah. a moment just to comprehend that, like, it's not yeah. the other way around. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? yeah, so. yeah. Now, a lot of things are happening. Mm. Um, who, are you working on a project at the moment? Is there any, any music, anybody should be looking out for, for you? So, at year? the moment, I'm working on a mixtape with um, my mate Jack Dat, who's a DJ on Radar, so... Basically, he's kind of just creating the music and then I'm making the tunes and then he's just going to mix it. Um, aside from that, Keep It Simple Vinyl of the World should be here next month, April payday, hopefully. So you're hearing it here first, actually. So, yeah, fingers crossed that all goes to plan. Um, but, yeah, those are the two immediate things, but I've definitely got that stuff lined up for later in the year. Yeah, you got any collaborations happening that we should... Um, that you want to collaborate with? Anyone that I want to collaborate with? Do you know what? I don't... I never kind of say, I just kind of let it happen naturally. Mm. I've got um, a tune of P Money, it's coming out soon. P Money, PK, St. P. Um, aside from that, like anyone you hear me on radio with is more who you're more likely to kind of hear me doing the tunes because that's who I'm around, innit? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's it, man. Who's your radio sparring team for, for people that. Radio sparring know? team, there's too many MCs. Uh, Papers, Mike Ty, Big Zoo. AJ, all of the YGG lot, um, Rocks, Quam, Nico, Lindsay, Capo. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's bare of us, bro. There's bare of us. Like, we're not always together all the time, but everyone knows each other and it's cool. Yeah, do you yeah. get what I mean? So, is that is that what you class as? Kind of, you said it a couple of times now, like new gen. And I see like Caroline and you got the new gen radio. Is that, yeah. is that what the, you class as that kind of new gen? Campus. I wouldn't say new gen. Yeah. Even though I just I use that word because that's what people like remember the most. But yeah, that's the kind of the new era that's coming through right now. Yeah. Mm. It's uh, it's it's interesting to see like the crop of MCs that are coming out now because mm. it felt like there was a period of time a while ago now things like 2010-11 where everything just seemed to be a bit quiet. Man, there wasn't that many MCs coming through. People started yeah, it was weird. More. I think that's when the kind of production side of Graham became a bit more active, man, because yeah. a lot happened and production-wise, during that kind of lull, so to speak. Mm. I've been actually, being as you're a producer, yeah. you've got, you know, you've got Predator, you've got Swifter, like, who's your favourite? Um, out of them two. Well, not even, okay, choose out of them two if you want to. Out of them two, Swifter. Okay, cool. Swifter. <laughs> Why? Swifter tunes are mad, bro. I'm not even lying, they're mad, like, the way he applies swing to his tunes in such a subtle way yeah. is something that I've never been able to do, even though it's probably something bare simple, but yeah. the way he does it and makes it his own style is mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, know, I, know, I know what you mean. And, like, outside of those two, are there any other producers that you think, yo, that guy did not beat? Oh, there's Bear, um, Silky, mm. Trends, uh, there's a guy from Bristol called Boofy. Um, oh, mate, there's too many. 
another guy from Scotland called Haggy. Like, it's mad. Um, Rapture. The list could go on. There's so many, so many producers. Yeah. So many. Nah, it's, 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 it's active, man. It's like yeah, so, super active. It's like so much activity now. It's the most active it's ever been for a long time, which I think is sick. But on both sides, for the, well, on all sides, because you've got obviously the DJs, yeah. producers, and the MCs. Like you've got an actual ecosystem now. Yeah. So sick. And there's there's not just the one and two artists that are big. There's you know there's multiple people that mm. are doing like tours around the country, tours around the world. It does feel like it's a whole complete scene now. Yeah, you know, it feels the, much the more completed than yeah. it did a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's good to see. I mean, being as we're in Birmingham, are there any um, Birmingham artists that you're that you're feeling that you've looked at or anything? Um, there's a few, man, because I used to watch like Grand Blog and them things there. So, like flipping, obviously Daps on the map, Tempar, Scorps, the rest of Livewire. Um, that's how I know you've been watching. You said Livewire. Yeah. That's that's. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. It's mad. Um, do you know who I only found out about yesterday, bro? Yeah. Grimmy. He is cold. Okay, yeah. He yeah. is cold, fam. Grimmy is cold. Um, Bomber B, Triller, obviously all the stay fresh lot. Like Saf One, like he's one of my favourites still, can't lie. Um yeah man, there's a few people still. Yeah. A few people. I mean, do you want to, is there any, any, any collaborations that you'd, that you'd think you want to, do you want to, do you want to do? Probably Daps, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've been touring together. Yeah, but I've listened to Daps before we toured yeah. as well, so like, I already kind of like respected his music, man. He's made a lot of music that is sick, that's probably, hasn't been as above the radar as it should have been yeah. at the time, do you get what he's, I mean? Yeah, his back catalogue is, yeah, his back catalogue is crazy. Deep. Have you, um, been on tour with, with Kano, have you, because you know, being somebody that's been you know, in the game for so long, have you been able to kind of learn anything from him or have any, any communication, conversations to where like he's giving you any jewels of... Do you know what? It's tours mad busy, like backstage, everyone thinks, oh yeah, like we're well, having fun. <laughs> we're not, bruv. Like, there's people backstage getting stressed, bruv, like super stressed. But um, So there's not really a lot of time to talk sometimes, but bruv, just like watching him, like, I've been to a couple of sign checks where like, we sign checked after him and that, like watching him sign checked and it's his stage technique and his presence and then watching how he applies it when there's an audience is it's been mad do you get me like learn a couple of things do you know what i mean yeah i guess with with the whole you know the whole tour thing as well you get to see more of the kind of the back the backstage mm. business element and you know the way things need to be to make things happen etc exactly how do you approach uh, your you know your team your career your business is is that something that you really put a lot of thought into or have people in, in key places to do things for you what in terms of the like management or oh yeah yeah like bruv i try to keep it strictly professional man because at the end of the day like you're selling music so therefore you're a brand you're a product so you've got to market yourself in a way that people are going to take to you and remember you in a good way so yeah man i'm very meticulous when it comes to that kind of stuff yeah i mean how do you do you, do you apply that to kind of like you know covers and and, and, and yeah so i do all my own bits in it because oh, really yeah 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 Okay, okay. So cool. I don't mind, but so I can do a few things still. I can do a few things. So you're multi-skilled. Like yeah, what, yeah. what else can you do? Can you, can you edit videos? Have you done your own videos before? Um, I, I can't edit videos. That's yeah. the one thing I can't... I never got my head around. Like I was into photography when I was at uni, but like I didn't take it as a module. Like mm. I can build websites, um, design stuff, obviously the producing, I mix as well. Okay. Yeah. Like mixes in... Um, like DJ. Okay. Yeah, so on the CDJs. I can't mix vinyls yet, but... Yeah. Yeah. So you, you seem like really creative. I mean, do you want to, is it, are you just trying to explore 
as many of these like creative avenues that you, yeah, you possibly like, can. Yeah, I've done I've done like the design stuff for a good couple of years, like and it kind of just not that I didn't went to plan, but I just kind of found out. Do you know what? Like bringing something creative into a, like an environment where you got to generate money, it's not the same. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I just thought try the music thing in it. Just working out. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. I mean, the business element of it and, and, and what you talked about generating money, um, and it's something I was saying to somebody earlier on as well. Um, it's obvious that you're doing the music for the love mm. of of doing it and you've put the work in to show people that you know I'm, I'm doing this mm. thing but it also seems that you're quite aware of making it a business and making it generate money do you feel like um you know some people might go out there and kind of make music just for the sake of the money and yeah that always happens that always happens but for me personally it's like if I do this and I'm not going to enjoy it, it's just going to be like going to work and I don't want to go to work. So why am I going to do that here? Do you know what I mean? So I just try and keep it as fun as possible, man. I never try and... Obviously, when it comes to handling money and stuff, you've got to look at them things and handle yourself correctly. But it's like, I never think of that first. Do you know what I mean? I think, cool. Am I going to enjoy doing it? Because if not, then there's no point because it's going to feel like I'm just working bare hard to get the money. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's <laughs> simple as that, bro. Yeah, and nobody wants to do that with something that they, yeah, exactly. that they really love and should be doing for the love of doing it. For real, so that's it, man. All right, well, Jams, I'm going to give you the uh, the final one. Like, where where do you see yourself in, in three to five years? What can we expect? Three to from? five years? Ooh, I don't know, man. At the moment, I'm just trying to work to um, build my label. So I'm kind of just trying to think about releases and stuff, but... In a couple of years, I want to have it in a place where it has like a good reputation. Like I know if I put something out, it's gonna sell. But um, yeah, man, I just want to learn more, bro. I've learned more about distribution, how the music business works, yeah. and all of that stuff. So I can <coughs> do everything in house as opposed to rely on other people to do things. Because yeah. I find that you know you build yourself up, you become stronger. Do you know what I mean? So that's the fundamental aim. I, I just from this conversation, I could kind of tell that you are business minded and yeah. to cap it off with saying you're trying to build your label what's the label called i am graham okay yeah so and, that's the name and, of the label and that's something that you want to you want to turn into a you know, a big thing going yeah. forward for the future yeah all right well bro, i wish you all the success with that thank as you, well bro. thank you for coming in thank you for the conversation me. um you've been watching media artists i am Desper robinson here with with jams and we'll see you next time